Thanks, uh, music team, again, for uh, leading us this morning. Uh, good morning. My name is Garth Coop, and I'm one of the pastors here at uh, Steinbeck EMC. Uh, we're going to jump right into our uh, scripture this morning and uh, continue our study through the book of Proverbs uh, that we are going through this summer. Uh, if you missed the last couple weeks, let me just uh, maybe bring you up to speed a little bit on the book of Proverbs. Uh, first of all, it's, it's a unique book uh, that we find in the Bible, uh, roughly right, up, right about in the middle uh, of your scriptures. Uh, in this middle section in your scriptures, it's often referred to as uh, either the uh, literature or wisdom literature or uh, Hebrew poetry and wisdom. Uh, this wisdom literature is the gathered insight of God's people uh, throughout the generations about how we can honor God and one another and get along with one another. Uh, its purpose is to teach God's people how to grow in wisdom, how to do what is right and to live rightly in this world. Um, but the book of Proverbs is not just a, a book about good advice, but rather it is God's invitation for us. Uh, an invitation to learn wisdom from the previous generations. And then this passage or, or, or this book is about passing on this message of holy living to others. Um, how to live wisely in this world. Uh, I suppose that's one of the reasons why my parents, uh, from a very young age, they encouraged me to read through the book of Proverbs. Uh, reading one chapter a day and whatever that day of the, the week is or the day of the month, that you would read that corresponding chapter. Uh, so, for example, today is the 16th of July. Today, uh, I would read the 16th chapter. Tomorrow, the 17th, I would read the 17th chapter, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, and so, if you're here this morning and you have not developed a, a habit of reading uh, the Bible, uh, let me encourage you this morning, uh, perhaps by starting today, uh, perhaps starting by reading through the book of Proverbs and reading exactly that, one chapter a day. Today, we're going to look at chapter 8. And so if you want to turn in your Bibles, if you have your Bibles with you, or if you have a, a Bible app on your phone, I encourage you to find chapter 8 in the book of Proverbs. Chapter 8, uh, I'm going to give this sermon title, or sermon, the title, Wise or Otherwise? Um, one, because I think that's an incredibly creative title. Um, number two, uh, because it rhymes and it's memorable. Uh, and number three, because wise or otherwise indicates that you and I have a choice. And so that's good. When we leave Sunday morning, uh, we want to apply what we have learned. Uh, I want to encourage you as well uh, to take notes. Uh, we often put uh, a sermon supplement uh, a piece of paper in your bulletin that has some lines on it. Uh, use that to take notes. Uh, if you prefer not to use that piece of paper, I would encourage you to bring a notebook and to write down what you hear so that you can remember or so that you can be helped in remembering what you've learned this morning. Uh, so we want to practice what we have heard and put it into application throughout our week. Uh, and so if you're taking notes this morning, uh, here's the first point that I would like us to see in Proverbs chapter 8, that wisdom is a guide for everyone, everywhere. 
Verse 1 begins like this. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You see, in contrast to the secrecy that we, we heard about last week in chapter 7, uh, in contrast to that secrecy and that scheming of the adulterous woman from chapter 7, here, uh, wisdom is calling out. Calling out, raising her voice, crying out, wisdom says, so that all can hear. Maybe you picked up some of those phrases in those first few verses. At the highest point, uh, where the paths meet, beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance. See, all of these places, wisdom is calling out, making it clear that the wisdom that is going to be imparted is relevant wherever you go. Wherever I go, whether it be uh, to the grocery store or to the movie theater, uh, whether it be to the music hall or to the sports arena, whether it be at school or at your workplace, wisdom is calling out. Wisdom is relevant for all of those places and everywhere in between. The wisdom of God is relevant no matter where you go. It is useful. It is relevant for you. Not only is it relevant but it is also accessible for all people. Verse 5 says, You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. You see, the wisdom of God is down to earth. Gain prudence, wisdom says, set your hearts on wisdom. It's a choice. And so wisdom is urging us to be active in responding to it, to grow in our wisdom of God. And so we could learn from these few verses already that we are either learning wisdom or we're ignoring wisdom. We could either gain wisdom or we could lose it. And so this isn't even the first time in Proverbs that we're hearing something like this. In Proverbs chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, we read these words. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke, then I will pour out my thoughts to you and I will make known to you my teachings. You see, you're either wise or otherwise. Hmm. Wisdom is accessible to all of us. But it is not passive. It takes effort. It takes intentionality on our part to pursue that wisdom as well, to understand this wisdom. And if verses 1 to 5 said that wisdom is down to earth, that it's accessible for everyone and everywhere, then I think the next few verses, verses 6 to 13, tell us that this wisdom for living in this world is anything but worldly. Wisdom speaks what is excellent and value, and valuable, right? By definition, wisdom and godliness, they go together. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, I suppose that would be the key verse for the whole book of Proverbs. And verse, one, or verse 7 says this, 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. From that verse, chapter 8 expands on this. Starting in verse 6, we read these words. This is wisdom speaking. And she says, listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true. For my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. What we get in these few verses here is that wisdom speaks only what is trustworthy, only what is right, only what is true, only what is just. And so wisdom calls out. She cries out for all of us, raising her voice for all to hear, making it clear again that we are to be active in responding to her voice. And then wisdom urges us to make a decision. In verse 10, she says, Choose my instruction instead of silver. Choose knowledge, my knowledge, rather than choice gold. Choose wisdom, choose godly wisdom over material things. Make the wisdom of God your number one priority. And then she says, why? Because here is the motivation. Here's the reason why we should do that. She says, for wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. See, wisdom calls out to all places, to everyone, and says the most valuable resource that you can base your life upon, that you can build your life upon, is the wisdom of God. To base your life on the standard of God's word. To base your life as the foundation. Build it on the wisdom of God. And then wisdom says, I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. You see, wisdom here is rooted in the fear of the Lord. Uh, And and if you read through the book of Proverbs, I mean, it's interesting. As I read Proverbs, I have circled that phrase. And you'd be surprised at how many times that phrase, the fear of the Lord, comes up in Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord gives wise instruction, gives knowledge and discernment to help us make good use of what we have. Godliness and wisdom, they go together. They're in agreement with one another. What is unacceptable to godliness Uh, Things like pride and arrogance and evil behavior and perverse speech is unacceptable to wisdom. And there's no conflict between wisdom and godliness. And then in verse 14, it goes on to say, Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight, I have power. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern, 
and nobles, all who rule the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full. If you're taking notes, here's the third one that I get out of this passage here, is that wisdom gives rewards to those who love her. What are the rewards that wisdom offers to those who love her and and pursue her? Wisdom says riches and honor. At first, maybe that makes us stop and go, wait a minute, is wisdom talking about prosperity gospel here? Uh, I don't think so. I think in the context we see something much deeper than that. Uh, It might include material possessions and wealth, but if that's our end goal, then that's a very nearsighted goal. And it's missing the point. Wisdom says, with me enduring wealth, and prosperity. To walk in the way of righteousness and justice is far better. It surpasses gold and silver. It is far greater than anything that the world would ever offer us. It reminds me of the Apostle Paul's words as we read that he learned what it means to have plenty and he learned what it is to be in need. And then he says these words in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 6. He says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. See, the wisdom of God is greater than gold. It's greater than silver. It's greater than anything this world could ever offer us because the wisdom of God is enduring and it's fulfilling. Where does this wisdom come from? Verse 22 tells us that the Lord brought brought me forth, that the Lord brought wisdom forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. See, wisdom was there before anything else. The Lord is the source of all wisdom. He is the creator of wisdom. It all starts with God. Verse 23 goes on to say, I was formed long ago, at the very beginning when the world came to be. You see, wisdom says, I was there before the world was created And it continues on. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there was no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, wisdom goes on to say this. I was there. I was there before it all began. I was there when he set the heavens in place. When he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep. When he gave the sea its boundary so that the waters would not overstep his command. And when he marked out the foundation of the earth, wisdom says, then I was constantly by his side. When you read those verses, does that remind you of Genesis chapter 1, the order of creation? What wisdom is saying here is that wisdom was present 
when the order of creation was set in place. Wisdom was essential to the creation of the world. Wisdom says not a speck of dust in verse 26 and not a hint of the order of things in verse 29 came about by chance or came about by accident. No, no, wisdom says no. Creation came about by a creative, intelligent, intentional, and wise designer. Wisdom says wisdom was bursting with joy at the Lord's creation. In verse 30, wisdom says, I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence. Rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. You see, wisdom was full of joy at God's creation. Wisdom was full of joy in existing and seeing creation. As if to say, wow, this is incredible as God created. God himself has done nothing without wisdom. Nothing was made by accident, but rather by the infinite wisdom of a loving God. But you see, if that's how we are to read this immediate context here, let me share, maybe step back a bit and share a little bit wider context for you. Because that's how we are to read poetry. We're supposed to get into the context of that. And then to be able to step back to this, Maybe what you hear as you hear the words of the scripture being read to you, you see that wisdom is personified. That is, that wisdom is representing a person in Proverbs. And it was preparation for the full revelation that we would come to see in the New Testament. You see, creation wasn't just an activity of God, but by His Son, His eternal word, full of wisdom and power. As we read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 17, now this is in the New Testament here, we read these words, the Son, that is Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And then in Colossians chapter 2 verse 3, just a few pages later, we read these words that in Christ, in whom we are hidden, all the treasures of the wisdom and knowledge. Okay? In Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, we read these words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing has been made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light to all mankind. Further in that same chapter, verses 9 to 14, we read this. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world 
did not recognize him. He came, in, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And then further to that, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 24 and 30, we read these words, But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of of God and the wisdom of God it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us the wisdom of God that is our righteousness and our holiness and redemption so what do we do with this wisdom this wisdom of God manifested in the person of Jesus Christ? Let me go back to Proverbs chapter 8. At verse 32, we read this. Now then, my children, this is wisdom talking. We have seen that Christ is the wisdom of God. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway for those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves and all who hate me love death what do we do with this wisdom who is Christ Jesus number six if you're taking notes wisdom is now the one to whom we must listen and so this morning I ask myself this question and I ask you this question do you know this wisdom do you know this wisdom this Jesus Christ the wisdom of God personified in Jesus Christ. Because to know wisdom is to know life. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, Jesus tells the story of the wise and the foolish builder. And he said this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, oh, that sounds like the wisdom of Proverbs 8, doesn't it? Whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Wise or otherwise? Wisdom 
is building your life on Jesus Christ. And so this morning, I ask us this question. If you have not yet put your faith and your hope in Jesus Christ to build your life on the wisdom of God's Word, to turn your eyes to Jesus today, because it is the best decision that you will ever make. Greater than gold, greater than silver, for in Him and Him only is their eternal life. Music team, would you come and lead us?